Hi, this is Murray Boyton, and along with my wife, Kathy, we are the Senior Pastors of Rhythm Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message that will encourage you in your faith and help you walk in your God-intended rhythm. Uh, it is good to be here. And it's always, there's a couple of things I love about this. I love church plants. And... You know, you're still in that whole planting phase. And, you know, I know your initial plant got kind of interrupted by a worldwide pandemic. That, But uh, I love church plants. There's something about it. There's just something about new life, isn't there? And just something fresh and something full of potential. I love that. I love this. I love that you've got undercover parking. And that's, that's incredible. Uh, and the the potential here is amazing. I, I love that. I love seeing people like like Dan Brooker, who used to be in our youth ministry when we were youth pastors here on the Sunshine Coast in a former life, and uh, it's amazing. Um, I love Jared's hair. Um, great job with communion. That was cool. I, I love seeing that. Love that. Uh, yeah, come on, give me. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna thank someone, do it. But it was, um, it was so cool to see you doing that as well. Um, and but seriously, the hair is next level. Um, <laughs> um, and we do love Murray and Kathy, and you know, to we we love your pastors. Um, they've been friends for a long time. And we have done a, seen a lot of the journey and, and you know, to, to be here now and to see what's happening, it's, it's a real privilege for us. I was standing at the back uh, before the service started and um, was just sort of, you know, praying for the service and, and eating a Cinnabon um, scroll uh, that I found up the back there. Um, you should come early to church because there's Cinnabon scrolls. Uh, and tea and coffee on, and and croissants and everything. As some of you don't even realize there's anything that happens before church. You think church starts 15 minutes after it starts, but um, there's a whole other world that happens here with with food and and it's incredible. So so I was standing up the back uh, eating a half a cin- only a half a one, not a whole one, just a half a cinnabon scroll. And just praying for the service. And I, and I just felt like I had an encouragement for you guys and for your church as well. Um, Isaiah 43 verse 19, uh, it, gets, it gets quoted a lot, you know, see I'm doing a new thing and so on. But the thing that went, as I was standing there behind that screen and I was just standing there praying and the phrase just came to my mind from that verse. It's in the middle of Isaiah 43 19 and it says, um, see it now spring forth. See it now springs forth. And it's talking about the new thing that God wants to do and all this sort of thing. But that, that phrase, just see it spring forth. And I just had this sense that almost in the same way that this whole community has kind of, you know, sprung up out of nothing, even though it had been planned for a long time, and then it suddenly springs up. And in the same way that I know it had been in your hearts to do something in this region from back when it was first being planned, we'd had those conversations. Uh, and, you know, to now see it spring up, but just this sense that God wants to encourage you guys and your family and your team and your church that, you know, this is just the beginning and you're going to see something start to spring forth. 
start to just spring to life. And it's going to be, you know, in the same way, it's like, oh, wow, look at all this now. I mean, you, there's even a KFC coming. Um, you know, and when a community has a McDonald's, you know, the community's on the map. And so it was like, wow, look at, look at all this. It was amazing for me. We used to pastor a church in Caloundra in the roller drum, the roller skating rink. Uh, years ago. That's a whole other story. But um, now to see this, like, wow, look at that. And I just had the sense, God wanted to encourage you. He's doing the same thing here. And it'll be a, wow, look at that. Look at what has sprung up. And the people who have been added and joined and who have put their shoulder to the wheel and the people who are getting involved, the people who are finding home, the people who are finding Christ. Look at what's happening. It's like, wow, springing forth. So take that and just keep, keep sowing, keep sowing. It's, it's awesome. All right, let's get into the Word. You love the Word of God? Uh, you're good people. Uh, we have been we're in, a, in a different season. This is my wife, Alana. Uh, we have three children. They're 23, 20, and 17. And um, just... We're just loving life. Uh, we're in a very different season now. We resigned from the church that we had been in for a long time in December. And uh, we've been traveling and preaching in churches all over the, the place. And it's been a lot of fun seeing what God is doing. There are so many good things that God is doing right across the nation. And uh, it's just good churches genuinely making a difference in their community. And so it's been a, a joy for us to be able to see some of that and invest into some of that. Um, and as of three weeks ago, um, I've just started a brand new role as uh, the chaplain for Queensland Police on the whole, uh, so like Brisbane City down to the, the south um, to Logan and then from the bay across to almost Ipswich uh, and the police academy. So I've got a brand new church of... Um, 1,300 police officers and 200 staff and about 300 academy recruits, uh, plus all of their family members. And it's a very different type of church, um, but it is a lot of fun. It's intense. It's confronting. Um, in three weeks, the things that I've seen and heard, it's just, wow, okay, nothing really prepares you for this. Um, but it's an incredible privilege to be able to bring hope and life into that environment. And so I want to talk to us today about, and this is a word that can evoke a whole lot of different thoughts for people and different uh, perceptions and maybe even misconceptions, uh, but I want to talk to us about being blessed. Blessed. I wonder what you think of when you hear the word blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? Okay, a few of us. I'll take the rest of your blessing if you don't want it. Uh, how many of us want to be blessed? See, sometimes we're like, oh, I'm not sure, because we have this picture of what, what we mean when we say we want to be blessed. You know, some people are instantly hesitant. Well, I don't think you can ask for that. I don't think you should want that. I don't. And, you know, we have maybe all these uh, negative pictures where people have taken the idea of blessing and swung it way too far to an extreme and totally twisted it and distorted it and perverted it into something that it's not. And we're going to talk about what it is. But I believe that God wants us to be blessed. So let's have a look. This is what the Bible says. Jeremiah chapter 17 Verses 5 to 8. This is what the Lord says. 
Cursed are those. Anyone want to be cursed? All right, good. That's a good start. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. But, say but. Blessed. Say blessed. There we go. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have made the Lord their hope and confidence. All right, it kind of looks like this. If, if we were to put this into a picture form, uh, this verse. All right, so blessed, that, that's, that's our life there on the vertical. Blessed are those, that's, that's our life, uh, who trust, that's our platform. That's our foundation of trust. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. So our, our, our trust, that's our platform. The Lord, well, He's our primary purpose. We live, we, we're, we're created by Him, for Him. All right? we, our lives are devoted to Him. And whatever that might look like, in whatever area that might be, whether you're, a, whether you're a sales rep for a construction company, whether you're a, a product controller for McDonald's, whether you're a, 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 you got your own business, whether you're a, a, a mum, whether you're, a, a, you're running a, a campsite, whatever it might be, that's not who we are. Our, our chief aim is to live a life that gives honor and glory back to Him. It, it all comes from Him, and it goes back to Him. And so He's our primary purpose. So, so the blessed life is built on a foundation, a platform of trust, and it's living for the Lord. And then we have our hope, our hope for the future. All right, the, the things we're believing for, that's, that's our promises. Anyone got any promises from God? Anything you're believing for? Something tucked away and hidden away, maybe a, a, a promise that you've got from the, the Word of God or someone's prophesied over you, spoken a word or encouraged something into you, something sparked within you. That's our hope. That's our promises. And then we have our confidence and our confidence is behind us. That's, that's our proven persuasion. That's how I know I can, I can hope and believe because I've seen what He's done. He's been good before, he'll be good again. Now, this idea, this, this forward and back, and that's why it says they're active faith. Faith is an active thing. Faith is not a static thing. Faith is not, well, I had faith once and that's just where I'm, I'm just resting there now. No, faith is active. Faith is leaning towards our promises and it's leaning back into our persuasion. It's, it's leaning into hope and it's built on confidence. And it's this moving thing. And sometimes maybe you feel like, oh, I don't know where, how my faith is right now. 
you know, my faith has been shaken a little. But, the, but even in the shaking of our faith, it, it pushes us into hope and it leans us back into confidence. And it's this trust that we start to develop over time as we trust in the Lord. And the Bible says that that kind of life, a life that's built on trust, that's focused on God, that's focused on His plan and purpose for us, that is leaning into hope and it's, and it's resting on confidence, that is a blessed life. A blessed life. So let's pull this apart a little. What does it mean? When we talk about being blessed, you know, does, does, does being blessed describe the car you drive, the house you live in, the labels on your clothes, the, the status of your life? Does it, does it, is that what being blessed is? No, with being blessed, a, there's a definition for it here. There's the, the kinds of words that it describes in the Bible for being blessed. It's, it's fruitfulness, increase, prosperity, it's victory over your enemies, and it's favor with God and man. These are, the, these are some of the elements of the blessed life. There's much more to it than that, but that's some. Fruitfulness, increase, prosperity, victory, favor with God and man. Because the verse said, they're not bothered or worried in times of drought. Their leaves stay green. They never stop producing fruit. That's the blessed life. All right, so that's, that's the kind of picture that the Bible's painting for us, that when we put our trust in the Lord and He is our hope and confidence, we can live a life where we're believing for fruitfulness in our lives. Fruitfulness. Increase. Prosperity, again, another word that you know, people have all sorts of misperceptions about and, and what the Bible says, but we'll, we'll talk about that again in a moment. Victory, a life of victory. Jesus said, in this world you will have troubles. Anyone got any troubles? <laughs> Don't look at your spouse. You were doing that right then, right then. Just as I said it, you turn and you said he's talking about you. Yeah, wow. Okay. We'll have an altar call for that later. That's okay. Uh, in this world, you will have trouble. But what did Jesus say? But take heart. Why? I've overcome the world. He has the victory. And, he is, and the Bible says he commands victory for his people. What a great promise. The blessed life. So it starts with trust. Trust. So I need, a, I've got a, a couple of volunteers. Is that right? Okay. So great. Oh, you didn't know. You're up. You're up. Okay. All right. So it kind of looks like this. All right. You're, you're my hope and you're my confidence. Okay. All right. I was a good youth pastor to you. All right. <laughs> All right, so it kind of looks like this. So we'll put the, put the next one up. If trust is our platform, uh, but the, the Bible says, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So this idea of trust, this blessed life of trust, it's kind of like an old-fashioned trust exercise. 
Some of you will have done these before, maybe on, on, on camps or in school things or corporate things or whatever. So it's like an old-fashioned trust exercise. Now, I don't trust you guys a lot right now, so I want you to face towards me. Just put your hands up. Okay, come a little closer. All right, and the same, so just hands up. All right, so it's, it's a trust exercise, right? Where How many scrolls? <laughs> Wow, I had half a Cinnabon scroll, I'm mate. Sorry, half. I've been but, but, <laughs> but uh, thank you to drawing attention to the fact that I've put on weight lately. Uh, thank you. Are you going to be right to do this? You, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt your little stick figure there. I don't want to. <laughs> All right, you. Okay, I'm just. I'm just finding if there's some trust here. All right, and so, okay. All right, okay, wait, I, think, I, I think we'll be good. Um, so this idea of trust. So uh, Psalm 37 verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. And it says, He will give you the desires of your heart. That's my hopes. As I trust in the Lord and do good, He will give me the desires of my heart. What, what an amazing thought. And I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart, and I'm not leaning on my own understanding, right? That's when I'm going to fall. But when I'm trusting in the Lord, He's got me. We, we sang that song before, uh, you're never going to let me down. As I keep trusting in God, He's never going to let me down. <laughs> Here's the thing, trust doesn't just happen. Trust is forged in the furnace of faith. Like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego thrown in the fiery furnace with, with King Nebuchadnezzar and they're thrown in there. And what do they say beforehand? They say, our God will rescue us, but if not, but if not, we trust. And why could they have that confidence? Because he had looked after them before. So trust starts to be built the more you have to trust. And, and then uh, 1 Chronicles 4 verse 10, it's the prayer of, of Jabez. I love this. Uh, oh, that you would bless me indeed. He wasn't afraid to ask for blessing. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. That your hand would be with me. That you would enlarge my borders. Keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. See, the more you build trust, the more your borders enlarge. So, so at the moment, there's a, there's a little bit of trust, right? A little bit of trust. But the more I trust God and the more He proves Himself faithful and the more He speaks hope into my life, the more those borders start to expand. You just take a step back, not too far. Just take a little <laughs> step back. And it's like, okay, all right, I can still, okay, right, I can still trust God. That's a bigger Step of trust, that's what faith is, but I can <laughs> trust Him. And we enlarge our borders. I like the song, uh, the uh, Oceans. The Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. God, expand my borders. As I continue to trust you. This is the blessed life. This is this active faith life. Uh, one of the words for 
prosperity in the Hebrew language that's used in the Old Testament is the word shalah or shalev. And many of you will have heard the word shalom, which is peace, wholeness, joy. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's so much more than just peace. It's such a holistic word that encompasses every part of our life with a, a sense of wellness and, and, and being put together and, and whole and everything's okay. Well, a word that's related to that is the word shalah or shalev, and it's used, uh, it's translated sometimes as security, uh, but it's also translated as prosperity in the Old Testament. And, and so talks about, uh, in my prosperity, I trusted God. Now, we can think about prosperity as being this state of having. Prosperity is not a state of having, it's actually a state of being. And this word gives us an insight into that. Shalah, it's, it literally means, it's like the state of resting and trusting in God. And in that trusting, there's prosperity. It's not talking about your bank balance. It's talking about, I can trust Him. He's got it. When it comes to my prosperity, He's got it. He's looking after me. I don't have to strive. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to stress. I don't have to fret and I don't have to be fearful. I'm trusting God. So when we come into a, a church like this, for some of you, this has been a, this is a trust step to come to church. This could be maybe the first time in a long time or you've been, maybe you've been hurt before or stuff's happened. And, and so you come in here into a new environment and just come a little closer that, you know, that it's like, oh, well, I'll just see. Okay, all these people are all right. Oh, Murray and Kathy, they're, they're great people. There's good people, there's nice people here. Feel at home, feel welcome. There's Cinnabons. There's free lunch. 145 star reviews on the coffee. All right, this, this is good. But then, you know, we get into a service and, and you know, they're, they're singing songs and people are putting their hands up and, you know, oh, I'm not quite sure about this. It's a bit full on. But then, well, I'll take a little bit of a, okay, I'll kind of do these ones and, and oh, it's all right. I'm, I'm still, <laughs> life hasn't fallen apart. And, 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 you know, then, okay, well, I start to trust God and, I, and I'm worshiping. And, I, and, then, and then Murray gets up one day and he says, hey, we're looking for some people to get involved. We need more people to join the team. We're looking for people to join the kids' ministry. We're looking for people to join the creative team. We're looking for people to start to serve and, and find your place. And you're like, oh, gee, I don't know about that. But, well, I'll, I'll give it a go. All right, maybe I can do maybe once a month. Once, yeah, I could do that. All right, once a month. Oh, I actually really enjoy it. It's a great team of people to be part of. And then you push the borders a bit further. You go, well, maybe I could do, I could probably do a fortnight. Once a fortnight, I could do that. And it's, I actually really love this. And then Kathy gets up one, one Sunday and she's encouraging us around our giving. Like, giving? Well, bring those borders right in. Bring them right in. Bring them right in. You, I knew this was going to happen. All they want's my money. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll give you five bucks. That's all right. Yeah, I'll just... But, but then they, they say, look, why don't you just, why don't you trust God? 
Remember? Trust. Why don't you take a step and, and trust God with your finances and trust that this whole idea of shalah, that he's got it. So you think, oh, you know, they're, they're talking about a, a tithe. A tithe? It's 10%. 10%? Oh, so I'll start with 5% and we'll just see. You're right. Everything was all right. Then you think, look, I'm going to try the whole tithe. Because Murray stands up one day and says, the other Bible says bring the whole tithe. You're like, well, I'll give it a go. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do the 10% thing. And, and you're trusting God with your finance. And then you start to realize, God's got this. And I seem to be able to do more with the 90% than I did with the 100 God's made a way and he's opened things. And then you, then you start to expand your borders and go, well, I, I, could, I could sow into that project as well. And then there's a special offering to a, a vision thing or a, a missions thing or, or a, something to bless the community. And you're like, man, this faith life, this is awesome. Look at me go. It's amazing. This is like the greatest life ever. When you're trusting God, Man, he's got this. It's this shalal life. And you're telling other people, you should get involved. It's easy. This is how trust is built. All right, just step off to the side there for a moment. Or just grab a seat down the front. I'll, I'll get you back in a moment. All right, we've we got to keep moving. Uh, blessed is the one who... Trust in the Lord. And when we trust in the Lord, this is the promise of the Bible. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord. Psalm 32, verse 10 says that the Lord surrounds the one who trusts in Him. Psalm 56, verse 3 to 4. In God I trust, I will not fear. Nahum 1, verse 7. The Lord is close to those who trust Him. Romans 9, 33, the, the one who trusts in Him will what? Never be put to shame. What a promise. As we trust God. I wonder if you find it easy or hard to trust God. All through the Bible, God says to stop worrying and start trusting. Be anxious for nothing. Cast all your cares on Him. Why? For He cares for you. Over and over, the Bible says, do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not worry about tomorrow. But what do we spend most of our time doing? Worrying, stressing, concerned. He's saying, no, no, no. I've got you. I've created, created you on purpose for a purpose. My hand is towards you. I'm undergirding you. I'm surrounding you. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And I'm going to give people an opportunity in just a moment. If you've never consciously made the decision to put your trust in Jesus, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do so. Okay, I need you guys to come back again. Um, blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Let's talk about our hope for a moment. Uh, Romans 6 verse 19 says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Firm and secure. Now, um, I, until a little while ago, I, I had a boat. 
and when you put your anchor down and you pull your anchor up, you're not actually pulling the anchor to you. The boat gets pulled to the anchor because the anchor is secured. So as you're pulling the anchor in, the boat is moving closer to the position where the anchor is fixed. It's pulling you forward. And so the Bible says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. I'm not pulling the hopes of God to me. As I'm trusting God, I'm being pulled towards my promises. We can trust Him with our hopes. I wonder what you're believing for. We can trust those things to God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good, not for evil. Give you a blessing, and a future and a hope. I love the quote. It's there from Corrie Ten Boom. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. I can trust Him with my future because... I've got confidence in Him. So let's talk about that for a moment. Our confidence is our proven persuasion. Psalm 27, you have always been my helper. I am confident I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You've always been. Every time I thought I was going to fall, you've always been my helper. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Oh, I love that. That's why the Bible says, Hebrews 10.35, don't throw away your confidence because, ah, look at that, He's still there. Even those times when, when I've maybe turned my back on God or those times where I've walked away, those times you've wandered perhaps, those times you've, you've felt like there wasn't a lot of faith and you've, you've thrown away your confidence, but then underneath of the everlasting arms. And He will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen? So blessed are those whose trust is in the Lord, who have made the Lord their hope and confidence. And you can just put that up there, Murray. Just put it all together. And this is the blessed life, this active faith life, trusting God. With every part of our lives, we can trust Him with our hopes. Still got it. See? Even when I thought I was going to come crashing down. Still got it. Even when I thought that the thing I'd been believing for, it was going to fall apart. Even when I thought God wasn't going to come through with His promises. It might have been a little bumpy. It might have been a little shaky, but God had this. Why? Because he's proven himself before. Well done, guys, with no practice. Well done. Well done. My prayer is that we would all be able to walk away from here today just just daring to believe. God, I, I'm going to live this blessed life, not about what it looks like, but I, I'm just, I'm going to trust you. I'm making a fresh commitment. I'm going to trust you. And I'm trusting you 
with my hopes because you've proven that you are good. Now, you might be brand new to this whole faith journey and you're saying, well, I don't really know about the confidence part because I haven't built a lot of confidence. I haven't really, you know, seen God do a lot in my life. Or, but that's, that's where the, the Bible talks about the, the power of the word of our testimony. When, when you hear others who are on the journey of faith talking about, well, God did this for me and God did that for me and God was good here and God was good there and God proved himself faithful there. It, it stirs something in us. And as we take those little baby steps of trust, we increase those borders. Our trust in God, our confidence, and our hope for all the promises that He's got in store for us. It's true in our own faith life. It's true in our church life. This church needs great people who are just willing to say, I'm just, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to be, I'm going to sow myself in here. I'm going to be a part of this. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God with my time, with my talents, with my treasure, with my, with my tongue, with my, with my encouragement of others, with my invitation to others. I'm going to trust God with all of that. And together you're going to see something start to spring forth corporately and individually. I really believe that. Can I pray for you? I just wonder how many people in this service now are just saying, God, I just... I need a stirring again in my heart of your, your promises and your goodness, your blessing in my life and, and whatever that might be for you. There might be sickness in your body. There might be turmoil in your relationships. There might be a, a lack of peace in your mind. It could be concern and worry and anxiety for what the future holds. You're not sure how you're going to make it in some part of your life. Maybe in your work situation, your business, your finances, the, the, the things that are ahead of you and you think, I, I don't know how I'm going to make this. And you're just saying, God, I, I'm trusting you with my future. I'm trusting you with my hopes. I need the intervention of God. I need a divine touch. I need the breakthrough of an awesome God in my life. If that's you, just where you sit, would you just lift your hand? I just want to pray. See, yep, that's it. That's it. You believe in God for a breakthrough. You believe in God for a turnaround. He is the God of the turnaround. You believe in God for a miracle. Oh, I believe in miracles. Our God is a miracle working God. Father, right across this place, every person with their hand raised, I thank you that you are renewing and restoring hope because you've done it before and you'll do it again let there be a reminding of the confidence that we have in you father for every person who's believing for a breakthrough believing for a turnaround God, believing for an open door you are the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way and so Lord for each one whether it's healing in their body 
whether it's restoration of relationship, whether it's loved ones away from you, whether it's a breakthrough in financial situations and work and business and contracts or whatever it might be in housing and accommodation, in in restoring in, in a marriage or with children or a renewing of peace of mind, whatever the need is, I thank you. You are more than enough and you are well able. Bless your people, I pray. Lord, may we live this blessed life where we're trusting you. And I thank you, even this week, that we'll start to see things turning around in the name of Jesus. And I just wonder as well, how many people here this morning, maybe you need to, for the very first time, or maybe again, make that decision. I'm going to put my trust in the Lord. I'm going to put my, my trust in Jesus. I, I'm, I'm going to say yes to Jesus today. Yes to His free gift of grace and forgiveness for my sin. Yes to a brand new start. If you're not right with God, you don't need anyone to tell you you're not right with God. Your heart tells you that. You know you're right with God or not. And if you're not sure, you can be sure. And I want to include people in a very simple prayer that says yes to Jesus. Yes to His free gift of grace. Yes to a brand new start. Yes to stepping into a life lived how He created us to. Yes, to an eternity that's secure, a life that makes sense. So with every Christian, just quietly but fervently praying, if you're not right with God, or you're not sure, and you want to say yes to Jesus today, this is your moment. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I want to include you in a simple prayer. Don't leave here the same way you came in. If you're not right with God, this is your moment right here, right now. Say yes to Jesus. So I know who I'm praying for. Just to indicate that, maybe could you just put your hand on your heart just to symbolize that? Say, yep, this is for me. I'm saying yes to Jesus. That's it. Good on you. Yep, good on you, mate. Excellent. Anyone else? Just hand on heart. Say, yep, that's me. I'm saying yes to Jesus. This is my moment. Yep, good on you. I'm getting things right with God. And I'd love you to repeat this prayer after me. There's a, there's a number of people. If you've got your hand on your heart, you make this your prayer. But the whole church is going to pray it out loud together to help you along. Repeat these words after me. There's no magic formula. The power is in a person saying yes to Jesus. So you make this your prayer today. Say, Lord Jesus. Nice and loud. Lord Jesus, this is the moment I say yes to you. I put my trust in you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live the life you created me for. I say yes to your free gift of grace and forgiveness of my sin. Yes to a brand new start. And I'll be a Christian, a follower of Jesus. And I submit my life to your word, to your will, and to your ways. And I'll never be the same. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's congratulate people making that prayer their own today. And the guys will just talk to you about maybe some things they want to do just to help you keep going, following Jesus. The greatest decision you can ever make is to say, Jesus, I'm saying yes to you. Yes to you. He's got a great plan for your life. He's got a great plan for this church. And can we just pray for your pastors? Would that be all right? Maybe just stretch out your hands towards your pastors. and uh, Father, we thank you for Murray and Kathy, for their family. God, we thank you for the team. We thank you for what you're building and forming here. But Lord, right now, we just agree together for your hand to rest upon them. God, that you would anoint them, that you would surround them, protect them, give them wisdom and insight. Lord, thank you that you've already gone before them. Lord, you you overshadow them, you undergird them, you surround them on every side. And Lord, I just thank you for doors to continue to open in this community. Lord, I thank you for people to continue to be added and, and people to come who are ready to run or ready to get involved. But also, Lord, for, for people to come in and find hope for the first time, to find life and faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you for your blessing upon them and upon this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.